0: Lucy, you're the only one. No
1: family.
2: For Lucy, loneliness was a way of life. Joe Junior's still single.
0: Yeah, it's a shocker.
2: But the moment she saw Peter, she became a believer in love at first sight.
0: He was perfect.
2: Then fate stepped in. Mister, there's a
1: dream oh, God, you smell good. Oh
2: she's part of his life
1: he's in a coma oh i was gonna marry him who's she she's his fiance What's no no just engaged
2: part of his family
1: I'm so glad he found you
2: you haven't met jack yet it's funny my brother never mentioned you which
3: one of the three studios was peter's favorite
0: curly curly ah.
3: he's everybody's favorite Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we revisit the movies and TV shows of our past to see how they hold up today. Joining me, as always, is... Robert Larone and J.M. McNabb and before we get into the podcast we want to thank our sponsor HelloFresh you can go to hellofresh.ca and plug in Rewatch 50 for 50% off your first box and we want to thank our Patreon donors thank you so much for donating like one to three to five dollars a month get the podcast early and some other perks you're uh, our
1: guardian angels
3: <laughs> you're the people that save us from the tracks every day <laughs> yeah like
1: literally I'm standing at the tracks and I'm like I gotta think about the Patreons <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah
3: <laughs> when you're trying to find the tracks in your arm too got really dark got really dark
1: now right I'm an addict? It <laughs> I thought I was,
2: had seasonal affective disorder
1: or yeah. something.
3: No, you're a movie addict. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> Inject them into my veins.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're doing like the most fluffy rom-com, <laughs> and our pre-show intro has become like a Burroughs novel or something.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't even introduced the movie yet. The movie we're doing is 1995's While You Were Sleeping with Sandra uh, Bullock. I wasn't sleeping. I was just resting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not while
2: you were sleeping, while... Peter Gallagher was sleeping. Oh. Yeah.
3: That's that's when she swoops in. And this movie happens.
2: It is a bold title because, like, if the movie wasn't good, you can just imagine all the, like, catty critics' headlines.
3: While I slept. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. exactly. There was
1: a two-hour film, apparently.
3: (laughs) So let's talk about when we first saw this movie, Jam. This is, like, this is one of your fave movies. You wanted to kind of do this to kickstart the Christmas thing.
2: Well, that's not entirely true. You're completely mischaracterizing... Am I? Well, not exactly. But, uh,
3: <laughs> I asked, Am I? I
2: thought we should do something a little different. We should do like a rom-com. Yeah. and Because I know you're a rom-com
3: fan. I love rom-coms.
2: And you suggested a few. This was weeks ago. You suggested a few, and one of them was while you were sleeping. And I said, you yeah. can't do that now because that's a Christmas movie. Right. And seeing as we're on you know, the precipice of the Christmas season, oh. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like we can safely do it now. Mm. Uh, yes! Yes! I have, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. I saw this movie in the theater when I was a kid. First of, course. of all, okay, with like a group of friends.
3: Whoa, like, but you were like, this was our, our Star new Wars, Sandy Bullock rom com.
2: <laughs> I saw Speed. I assume this was as exciting like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I. It was just you know we kind of saw most movies. It was just a big movie. It was advertised right. everywhere. Yeah. It looked, Sandra
3: Bullock was like at the height of her her game. Of, well, I no, don't think she I was think a she was huge no. star starting yet. out.
2: This was like yeah. maybe her breakout role in a way because she wasn't the really? star of Speed, and like this and the net probably came out around the same time. <laughs> no,
3: uh, uh, why have haven't net. we done the net yet? I, we That's should, crazy. Yeah. I can't. Download. Should have combined
2: them into one story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I saw it with some friends because you know there was no internet, so we just kind of go see whatever m- movie came out that week, mm-hmm. and we all liked it. Fine, I enjoyed it. I mean, we were kids. We were probably, like, 10 or 11 when this came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe 11. But, yeah, don't remember feeling one way or the other about it at the time. Years later, it became a kind of movie that my wife and I would watch a lot just because of the Christmassiness of it. Because, oh. you know, I love Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Christmas movies. Anything that celebrates Christmas without, you know, having to talk to your family or talk about Jesus, Yeah, I love it. Down, uh, down. Good. So... I love Christmas movies, but it's hard to like. It's hard to watch. You know, you don't want to go right into Die Hard or Christmas Vacation or something no, when you're early yourself. on. You get yeah, yeah you gotta okay. kind of you gotta save it till a little bit later. But sometimes you you know you want something Christmassy. Mm-hmm. So this Die Hard like Christmas Eve, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This became kind of like a. I think I thought of, or my wife thought of, hey, this movie's set at Christmas. Let's watch this, and you know the early part of December or late November. And, yeah. and it won't feel like, you know, we're kind of blowing our Christmas load.
3: That didn't sound <laughs> Is good. Is that what your wife said? No, yeah. <laughs> it's 100% not. <laughs> but backing up, backing up?
2: Yeah, no, but, you know, it felt like, well, we'll watch this and, you know, it's, yeah. we won't have as much invested in it. And it it kind of filled that gap for us year after year. So I feel like right. I've rewatched it with her. Several times over the past few years, and it's endures in my opinion. So I was totally up for doing this movie. I have a lot to say about it. What, what about you guys? Rob, did I like, you see
1: this movie? I like that. It's like December 1st on the Christmas movie advent
3: calendar. Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should, should do an like, advent yeah. calendar.
1: Yeah.
2: Sure, yeah. yeah. We'll uh, sell them in our store that doesn't exist.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, so I saw this movie. I think it was on VHS. I think we owned a copy of it. I feel like it was one of those movies that my mom liked. I think my mom liked Sandra Bullock a lot. I think she was, like, a good entry point for a lot of films for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Sandy Bullock's in this? Yeah, Sandy. (laughs) And also, my sister was really into Sandra Bullock as well as as an actor. So I think I saw it... You were a
3: Sandra Bullock family.
1: We were. So I saw it, like, at least once. And I might have seen it a few other times. And I remember it being, like... Kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I also like Sandra Bullock from stuff like Speed and Demolition Man, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And I thought it was sort of fun. Also a bit creepy. (laughs) It's pretty creepy. You know, with the sleeping thing. I think I registered even at that young age that there was some sort of, like... Wrongness to this <laughs> entire premise. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out what. So I hadn't really thought about it much, but in terms of like romantic comedies for adults, I, I guess it sort of like w- was swirling around in my memory.
2: What yeah. romantic comedies are for children?
1: Well, not all, or but seniors. I feel, I feel like a lot of them are for like teenagers <laughs> well, or like yeah. for like 20 year olds.
2: There definitely right. are ones for seniors. Cocoon. Cocoon. Yeah, I was even thinking more like the later Nancy Myers ones, like that oh. Jack Nicholson dying. Yeah, anything like that. Oh, anything.
3: yeah. And like Marigold, Marigold Hotel and stuff like that. Oh, those definitely, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Where would you, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: What's
3: your favorite seniors rom-com? Uh, well, Cocoon, probably. But yeah. It's not really
2: a rom-com.
1: Well, yeah. it's not really it's a rom-com. It's kind of a sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But there's some romance in it. That's true. There's romance
1: and, in everything.
2: Why haven't we done yeah. Cocoon yet?
3: I know. Well, We're we did okay. Batteries okay. Not Included, so then. Wait until we, we get old. Suppose. Yeah, I I didn't like rom coms for the longest time, and then I went through this big breakup in my life, oh. and uh, and it was like early when I was in my early twenties. It's,
2: it's part of a, a new segment called Mock Blaine's Pain,
3: <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as rewatchability. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I kind of got over myself, and, and this started, movie helped you. And well, no, it, I started watching a lot of rom coms because I was sad, but then I was like fell in love with rom coms because I wasn't in love with anyone else. And then, and, oh. yeah, it's sad. It's a sad moment. Lane
2: was just trolling the uh, coma wards in his local <laughs> hospital, seeing if anyone fit the bill. Are they going to wake up anytime soon?
3: Uh, probably not. Great. I think I might be their
2: fiancé. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, is their sister good-looking?
3: <laughs> just waiting for families to come in? Yeah, That's just, horrible.
2: Does yeah. their family uh, have amusing banter? <laughs> I don't know why you have this accent in this story. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I, I fell in love rom coms, and this was one of those. And I really liked it when I was in my early twenties, and I haven't seen it since. So oh. it was it's kind of uh, fun to go back and uh, relive that horrible part of my life. No, I, it was <laughs> it was fun to go back and watch this movie. So yeah, why don't we tell people what how this movie is creepy and what it's about, Rob? Okay. So it's about this guy who's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> um, sleeping Beauty, yeah. That's well, they do reference sleeping, sleeping Beauty, Beauty yeah. yeah, right. yeah. One exactly. of the first
2: scenes, uh, we see little six-year-old Sandy Bullock being read Sleeping Beauty by that's her dad. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So this mo- whole movie is a literary illusion. Mm.
3: An illusion, Michael.
2: So it
1: sort of it takes place in Chicago. We see all these like scenes of like the street of like different monuments and everything, and people eating hot dogs. A lot of people eating hot dogs for some reason. And uh,
2: boiled hot dogs. Who eats a boiled hot dog? That's yeah. how they do
1: it in the other cities that aren't Toronto. Toronto's yeah. the only oh, really? place that barbecues their hot dogs on the street. I had their no idea. Yeah. yeah, we're advanced. <laughs> we're civilized not, over I'm not here. saying we have it better up here in socialist Canada but you know
2: <laughs> so it's number one barbecued hot dogs Two healthcare exactly <laughs>
1: right well so and then there's like this voiceover with Sandra Bullock she's sort of talking about her life and she works as like a, a fare collector in the uh, yeah. in the tr- a toll booth at the subway yeah. or LRT or whatever like it is like a
2: token token collector
1: yeah she's like a token character <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And she sort of has this mad crush on this guy who comes and deposits a token in her thing every day. This really <laughs> handsome person played by Peter Gallagher. And she just, she can't resist his eyebrows. Now this
2: was after his smashing watermelon phase, That's right. right. No, <laughs>
1: yeah. that's, that's regular, that's Gallagher Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher
2: classic?
3: <laughs> no, yeah.
1: He was the originally cast in this movie, but
3: But, but got, everyone just uh, cheered when he <laughs> When he got knocked by the train. He <laughs> well, got hit by the train in that movie. That's <laughs> got watermelon seeds <laughs> in her eyes so,
1: yeah well so this is like her big crush and like she's not like really living the life that she wants to and we also like hear some stuff like her mom died when she was really young and so yeah. she was sort of raised by her dad and then her and dad then we find out her dad before. died too yeah. yeah and so she's got a big case of the dead parent syndrome right. so she's probably gonna like be some sort of like space
3: explorer <laughs> or something <laughs> right. like that yeah, or yeah. she's gonna get into the sciences <laughs> yeah she's gonna intercept a message from outer space yeah, yeah or
2: become sure. a superhero
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: One of those. For now, she's just a toll booth collector. A uh, toll
2: booth. Token. Like, train. Whatever it is.
1: Yeah. It's like like the train. So, anyway, like, the day before Christmas, I think
2: Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Some people call it Christmas Eve. Go on.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And her boss knows that she's so lonely that he's like, but you can work on Christmas because you don't have a family. Oh, yeah. Remember how your dad died? Yeah, like, basically that. (laughs) It's pretty brutal. Yeah, and then he tries this ruse where he makes her employee
1: of the month so he can, like, talk talk her into working Christmas. That's how sad her life is. Yeah. But on the Christmas Eve... The handsome man with the eyebrows Mm -hmm. comes to her booth, puts his token, (laughs) and says, Merry Christmas. And it really makes her day.
3: Yeah, I like it because, I I like that part because she's just like, I will have something to say when he finally talks to me, I'll have something to say. And then she obviously doesn't. Mm -hmm. That was pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think I, now I imagine every time that I go into the subway
3: that <laughs> someone's in love with you <laughs> the token collector is being like just say something just say something Harvey yeah,
2: Firestein, your token yeah. collector
3: yes <laughs> no.
1: oh that's pretty sweet next week I'm going to
2: <laughs> but yeah he
1: actually says something and but she's like she's so pissed off because she's missed her moment yeah. and anyway the guy's like waiting on the tr- platform and he gets like accosted or mugged by yeah, some by like, fashionistas
3: yeah by fashionistas <laughs> because <laughs> okay. they're like Hey, nice jacket, nice scarf. And I'm like, ah, oh, they just like your clothes. It's
2: the most, like, PG mugging. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Can we have this?
1: <laughs> sure. Okay, just let me take it off. Ah!
3: <laughs> clothing swap. <laughs> we take your clothing and your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he gets pushed from the platform onto the
3: track. It kind of looks like he just backs up. And falls. You yeah, know? he did yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, like I, I don't I like my life. This is my out. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a lot about you, dear. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so Can't then, send me to hell if it's not a suicide. <laughs> That's, that's how they works. get you. Um, so, like, then, then she sees him fall, and she's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god!" And she runs over. She runs out of the booth and jumps onto the platform. And this is when the really happy music hits. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like like banjo or something. I feel like no, it's probably piano. Oh no, there is some banjo. There's
2: like a, <laughs> <laughs> a boom boom. Ding, yeah, ding, yeah, ding ding so like, ding ding. Yeah, that's yeah. when the train's coming. <laughs> Earl Scruggs is on that train. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they do. I feel like in this movie, there's a lot of kind of things that are objectively dark and awful things. That so they and try so, to cover
3: with music. Y- exactly. It's so yeah. like a
2: lot of... <laughs> yeah, a lot of jazzy...
3: Yeah, like you can shoot a person. As long as that music's playing, you're fine.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. But so she tries to save him. I mean, she spends a lot of time just like laying on him on the tracks for some reason. <laughs>
2: well, she she gets on top of him and she's trying to move him. The first thing she says is, God, you smell good. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a funny line. Yeah, yeah, it's good. She does it. She delivers it well. Yeah, and she
1: like tries to like wake him up, Mm -hmm. and he's not stirring. So she like at the last minute, as the train is coming, she like pulls him under this gap under the platform, Mm -hmm. and the train goes by, doesn't stop. No. <laughs> no I don't, I don't think it even stops well, at the station
3: at all you
2: know, it might be like a different oh she says oh, it's the express She this movie's airtight Rob <laughs> and so she like no one's ever gotten so aggressive about while you were sleeping
3: <laughs> you slept on this movie man <laughs> open your eyes okay, okay.
2: <laughs> open your eyes sheeple it's a romantic comedy classic
1: <laughs> but so she saves his life and he gets sort of brought to the hospital and she's sort of there with him and they don't want to let her into the mm-hmm. room because she's just like they don't know who she is and she's yeah. like i just want to like see him make sure he's okay maybe caress him a
3: bit right. it, smell him Fondal. a bit more yeah.
2: she doesn't say that no
3: no but, but she says something that's is weird because she says out loud she has like a case of saying her internal thoughts outwardly like every character in a bad movie does right she's like ah oh, i was gonna marry that man just to herself and then the nurse hears right. that the whole movie is predicated on her saying something out loud that no one would say out loud. Let's uh, bring this guy down a number. Oh,
1: I was going to marry him.
3: see if Dr. Rubin or Dr. T is here.
0: Dr.
2: Mammarack ICU West. Come on, come Dr. with Matt over here. Dr. Mammarack
3: West. Let him hear your
0: voice, honey. Huh? Okay. Hi.
1: Um. Everything is gonna be okay. I know it. It's gonna be fine. Excuse me. Yeah. Is that the woman that saved his life?
3: Yeah. Whoa. No. Gets even better than that. She's his fiance.
2: Excuse me, ma'am. I'm sorry, but I need to ask you a few questions. Oh, okay. Excuse oh, to interrupt you. Oh, sure. Um, I'll be right over there. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Doctor Ruben. Hi, I'm don't Lucy. Tell me about um, Where the hell is he? Dad, don't uh, uh, is uh,
1: Right, and then there's like a bunch of confusion. So it it's not as much deceit as I remember. Initially, like first, she does try to say stuff.
3: She does try to say, yeah, she, ah, I'm
1: not. I'm. She half acidly tries
3: to admit, <laughs> like,
1: hey, I'm not actually, I don't know this guy, just you know, work in the yeah. subway.
3: But her character's pretty meek, right? Like, her character is pretty shy and yeah, doesn't raise her voice a lot, for takes sure. the job roles, oh, yeah,
2: for sure. So, I do want to say though that I think one of the things they did that's really clever, like a sort of screenwriting fix in terms of how to make. Her deceit, Mm -hmm. relatable or believable, is the idea that the grandmother has had so many heart attacks. Yeah, that was good. That another crazy shock would just, like, kill her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell grandma anything. <laughs> my grandma still thinks Matt locks on.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say like my grandma thinks I'm a doctor.
1: <laughs> no. she's Yeah, she lived through that disappointment.
2: <laughs> but, she thinks that Rob's recording This American Life right now. They just tell her that Ira Glass is Rob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you remember your grandson, Ira? <laughs> but then like, yeah, the family like bursts in and they're obviously all concerned. Yeah. And they don't know who she is, but the nurse, Tells the cop or whoever tells them, it eventually comes out. Everyone thinks that she's his mm-hmm. fiance, and yeah. she doesn't correct them. And so well, because of the
3: grandma thing, yeah,
1: that's yeah. In, yeah,
2: and they're really well. Also, the mom starts like crying and hugging her, and yeah, like, well, I don't know what we'd do if it wasn't for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. But again, it's another <laughs> scene. probably i just jump in front of a train if it wasn't for you.
2: It's a- at first that scene is so like on its surface sad. It's a family finding out that their like yeah. their son or you know brother or whatever is in a coma on Christmas Day. I right. Know. But the music swoops in and it's like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a coma comedy. Yeah, that's the
1: devious deception music. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or it'd be funny if it there was like the doctor playing it on a tape Is like, Oh is this actually like therapy piano to like for really hard situations we like <laughs> right. to play that. <laughs>
1: We don't know if this keeps them in the coma longer or not. But we'll figure it
2: out. It's part of our, our new Randy Newman <laughs> therapy technique. But then she goes to their
3: house. Like she, well, she's
1: invited for Christmas or yeah. for
2: Christmas
3: dinner. And she's a and, pretty lonely person. Yeah, because
2: they miss Christmas dinner.
3: And there's also kind of like this side, this B story of this someone junior. What's his name? Joe Junior. J- Joe Junior. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right. Back at her
1: like apartment. Because yeah. her life
2: sucks.
3: Her, her life, life sucks. is garbage.
1: She like yeah. lives in this like crappy apartment. All it's, it's a Pretty
2: nice apartment. It's I mean, like, it's
1: pretty nice by like our standards. By, yeah. like, it's crappy Real by nineties. Really tanked yeah. or uh, gotten really expensive since yeah. then.
2: I mean, yeah, like if like if a black football player lived there, Sandra Bullock would probably invite him to live in her, <laughs> her
1: home. <laughs> well, that came out of nowhere, man. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't nowhere, man. That was the blind side. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on jokes. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. She has like this. He's like. Kind of like supposed to be the comic relief. It's like this big, like, guy with like a huge, like, yeah, yeah.
3: barrel chest. And he's like,
2: Hey, we're gonna go on a date.
1: Hey, I got a two tickets to the ice capades, eight o'clock.
3: Yeah, it also falls into like the unfortunate 90s rom com thing of like he's a like, it's, we're led to believe that he's a cross dresser too, but like, let's play that's played for laughs. Like, Wait, he, wants to, what? he wants to try on her shoes, and she's like, later, like, oh, if you want to feel better, try my shoes. And he's like, okay. Like, there's this whole thing too, like, yeah. that they just kind of like skip over. Oh, but I think
1: that was just, I think they were just having a little bit of fun. I yeah, that it was anyway. I thought it
2: was more just like he was kind of creepy and wanted to like. Like, right, be closer to her. Yeah, oh, I don't think he's okay. gonna like
1: break into an apartment and dress up as her while she's out. Okay, that was a cutscene. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the... <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, they all like basically like what starts happening is like they the family starts getting like really close to her and she starts getting yeah. really close to the family because she as they're like has no
2: family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, she is all alone and this is really like the family that she never had because, mm-hmm. you know, her mom died young. She's an only child and her dad died a couple of years before the movie starts and so, like, all of a sudden, like, these people are, are there and willing to accept her and they've been in so many great movies like Young Frankenstein <laughs> that she just can't, you know, she just can't tell them that, yeah. hey, I lied to you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's kind of sweet that they take her on it. Like they're like, Oh, you're part of the family now, you like you will be our family and they mm-hmm. really treat her like that's I, also, really
2: nice. I like the thing the thing I like about this movie is that apart from other rom coms, it's not even as much about the guy. It is it's about, about the family, like the family yeah. embracing her.
3: Well, well, yeah. And even at the end she's like, I fell in love with you. Like I yeah. fell in love with you as a family. Like, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. I like say that. that.
2: It's a bit different and a bit yeah. less. I I mean, it's obviously kind of saccharine and yeah. schmaltzy, but it's, it's in a less obvious way for the genre, I'd say. I can't yeah. think of another movie where that kind of a dynamic occurs. Well, I think—I
1: yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's sort of like—it's only that way if you look at, like, Peter Gallagher as the romantic lead, which, as we sort of find out, he's not. He's sort of like the status quo obsession that she has— but and you know, it sort of like paints it like, oh, like maybe like once he wakes up, then like Sandra Bullock will be able to like show what a genuine person she is, and then they'll fall in love. But that's not gonna happen. What does happen is that there is another character who's sort of introduced, and that is the character of Jack, played by Bill Pullman, and he's like mm. the brother. And he comes in way later than I thought he can like than
3: I remember.
2: But I think that speaks to my point even more because they are like already showing that she like loves this family and is mm-hmm. is touched. By being welcomed into their home well before Bill Pullman even shows up, yeah. if anything, she's contriving romantic feelings for him right. just so she can get invited back next year for Christmas.
3: <laughs> right? Hey, yeah. Who knows how long this coma is going to go yeah. on? Right? She so. is a sociopath. <laughs> is yeah. What I'm saying, a cold, calculating. <laughs> what a monster! Yeah. yeah. No. But he starts. He starts having these doubts because he talks to Joe Jr. and he's like, "I'm dating that broad." <laughs> yeah. He's like, that he's guy. "Not
1: a human being." Yeah, he's
3: not a human being. Well, at all. he
1: seems to have like more of like he's. <laughs> He's still in contact with, like, the brother, it seems like, more than the others. They don't, like, really know about his life as much. And we find out there's kind of a reason for that. But he's the one that sort of, like, stayed at home and, like, is running, like, the family business, which is exploiting dead dead people's (laughs) families for their furniture. So that's where, like, that's a weird parallel, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Dead people, (laughs) sleeping people. (laughs) while taking their
3: things. (laughs) While you were dead. Well, it's the the big sleep, right? (laughs) Uh, While you were sleeping uh, forever? We your wonderful chairs. chairs.
2: (laughs) I never thought of that, uh, (laughs) uh, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. I kind of like that though, because it's like I, I guess it's kind of a quirky thing, but it's a it's a business that probably exists. Like, yeah, probably people reclaiming furniture from estates, yeah. and it's just like again, it's something you don't see in a ton of movies. Well, and they talk about felt very specific and real. Later,
1: yeah. when Peter Boyle, who is like the dad who like ran the business before, and him talk about it, they're like the competition is just waiting to swoop in on these people. The first day, we got to wait a week. So they're like yeah. slightly, you know, yeah, they're not less predatory. creepy about it. Yeah, but yeah, he's suspicious because he feels like Joe Jr.
3: puts the bug in his ear about it.
1: Well, he's suspicious even before, which is why he sort of goes and tracks her down. But then, yeah. like once Joe Jr. like says he's dating her, then he tries to be like, "Aha!" Yeah, Joe Jr. says that he's your boyfriend, and she's like, "Joe Jr. is not my boyfriend." This is-
3: yeah, yeah, and then and then when he calls her out in front of the whole family. Her only defense is to is to like say this thing that she, he, she heard from like his friend that played basketball with him, right? And then which is that Peter Gallagher is missing a testicle, yeah.
2: like Hitler. Like, <laughs>
3: like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good clue to his personality there. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the creepier, another creepy thing. I, I don't know. It's not crazy creepy, but like the mother is like, well, I'm his mother.
0: Peter has one testicle.
2: No
0: way Way About a month ago There was an
1: accident And he was playing basketball And his friend had a pencil In his
0: back pocket Ew oh. Oh. Uh,
3: Maybe um, No Oh no well, Somebody's got to look
0: Don't look no. at me No
1: Yeah maybe uh, it's, it's not my uh, uh, Okay I'm his mother. Oh, mom, ew.
3: she goes in and feels. Oh,
2: yeah, that's creepy.
3: <laughs> like, that's the weird thing. She's like, my comatose son, I'm just going to feel his balls for a little bit. I'm just Ball? Ball,
2: right. Well, I guess maybe it's hard to tell
3: yeah. by looking. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe you do need to.
2: But uh. don't
1: they usually put in, like, a <laughs> policy? <anyone> have Google? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's,
2: like, little rubber testicles
1: no. you can
3: get. And, and again... <laughs> I, uh. oh yeah like from uh joe versus volcano they have the they yeah, have the joe jr versus volcano.
2: <laughs> but i do kind of like that this movie is like even though it is kind of like a sappy rom-com that it does get a little dark and twisted yeah like oh, yeah. the idea that she's like in a corner and her like lie is about to be discovered and the only way she can get out of it is by this revealing this weird thing about him having one ball that she happened yeah. to know. Oh, my yeah. God.
1: But then there is, like, a point where she is trying to, like, tell... Like, she does try to, like, tell them. But then what happens is, like, the grandpa who sort of overheard her, like, admitting it... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's Saul, and he's not the grandpa. He's a right, family right. friend. He's, he's a family friend. Peter's godfather, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah He uh, he had overheard it, and he confronts her about
1: it. Yeah, and he keeps on saying that he'll reveal it for her so no. she doesn't have to. And then... He fucking does it, yeah, because he's awful.
2: <laughs> and played by the great Jack Warden. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. amazing, but scary. <laughs> That's kind of what I love about this movie. Is like it's there are such great actors in these roles, like Peter Boyle and Jack yeah. Warden, and, yeah, and even Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. yeah, they're they're all great. Yeah,
1: Bill Pullman is really great at looking having like a pained face whenever something awkward happens. He's like ah, ah.
3: He's he delivers like
2: every line kind of weird. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that's, I think, what makes him, like, a serviceable actor is that he does unique stuff with the text. Yeah. Like, not crazy unique, and he's never, like, act like, you'd never give him an Oscar for what he does, but, like, he he does... Ouch. Well, it's, he, he also doesn't take the roles that, like... Yeah. Uh, dessert, like, that, that, like, make him have, like, a fake nose that then he has to, like, do something with. Like, I feel like those are all the Oscar girls. Uh, but, but yeah, like, it, he doesn't really have to ever step out of himself. He always plays himself. And that's what I mean by, like, a serviceable yeah. actor. But he 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 says stuff in a slightly weird way that makes you lean in and is interesting. He
1: mostly just sounds constipated, like an <laughs> Independence Day, where he's like, this is our
2: Independence Day. He sounds like he's kind
1: of right. trying to poop.
3: <laughs> and where's the washroom? Yeah, he, yeah. no,
2: it's true. Everybody, he kind of talks like this all the time. <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> <He's
1: like> that. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right yeah well yeah but so they're sort of initially set up as like against each other but they do start to have romantic sort yeah. of moments like
2: if you've never seen a romantic comedy before you might legitimately think they were going to hate each other forever
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she like brings like some furniture or something as like a wedding gift or something like that engagement gift to her place and she's like no let's bring it to peter's place and it's like this old frumpy couch yeah but she likes his chair that he made He's like oh you like that like that's why I made that I made that
3: it's like you kind of you you saw me in something that no one else would have and that's like they're kind of
1: well his big conflict is that like he's working he's stayed behind to help out his dad with the business and now he can't like be his own man and Mm -hmm. like this making original rocking chairs business is so far and different from the (laughs) taking dead people's furniture business he couldn't possibly integrate them (laughs) (laughs) hey we got some new shit if you want to take a look at that nah I want Something that someone died in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this couch doesn't have a stain
1: on
2: it. <laughs> You're right. They're both furniture yeah. sales companies. It's insane that he wouldn't <laughs> be like, "Why don't we just he's, make stuff?" Also, and he's
3: terrified of telling his dad about yeah. it. Like that's yeah. his big thing. That's his big character thing. Is he can't overcome that.
2: Yeah, because he's <laughs> like, because we find out later that Peter left the business, right? And his dad was sad, but his dad still has him. But Peter left to go like be a lawyer, a yeah. business. Furniture
1: something.
3: lawyer though. He's, I, don't know, I don't know what that yeah, is.
1: Furniture but, litigation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You fall off a couch,
3: you call him. <laughs> Peter Callahan. Stub your toe, Peter Callahan. Oh, I thought I <laughs> you meant like he
2: literally represents pieces of furniture, like <laughs> an ottoman suing like <laughs> Dick Van Dyke.
3: I don't know. <laughs> so, someone breaks a be- like a park bench and they're like, oh no, I'm going to be sued.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they get really close and. Then he wakes
3: up. Peter wakes up. Yeah. Well, maybe we get to Peter waking up after this message. Oh teaser. Yeah, a little bit of a teaser and we'll we'll come back, we'll talk about how they tried to make this movie not creepy from the get go. And, and by not was... making it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some of the like, alternative castings and stuff.
1: By alternative casting you mean Courtney Love for Sandra Bullock,
3: right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one. It's alternative rocker casting. Yeah. I got it. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. And we're back with Rewatchability talking about while you were sleeping. And we were just about to get into the part where Peter Gallagher wakes up.
1: Yeah, so this guy wakes up and he's like, <laughs> The fuck? Yeah,
3: he's very confused. He like, like, but very comically confused. He plays it so well.
1: His eyes open.
3: He sees all of his loved
1: ones gathered around him. And then he's like, He sort of like pans past. And then he's like, who's, who's that person? Yeah. Uh, and like, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> That's who. weren't you in Demolition Man? <laughs> but she, he initially like you know he doesn't remember her, and everyone thinks like, oh,
2: he must have amnesia. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's
2: well, she's the just point about where just, she should probably yeah. okay. come
3: clean. <laughs> yeah. When they
2: start, like, directing his medical care based on this information. <laughs> and
3: he believes it. That's the sad part of this is that he believes he has amnesia. Well, he's had head trauma. They they Ooh. convince him that he's crazy. Yeah, and also the, nurse,
2: the nurse that mistakenly thought she was the fiancé and let him in, she knows the truth because Sandra Bullock told her. Yeah. So, so at so this point, point where father. doctors are like... <laughs> Considering his brain has amnesia and, you know, like, doing whatever as a result of that. We're going to have to do a full lobotomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when the truth comes out, like, is that nurse going to lose her job? She should lose her job. Yeah.
3: Her Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. She should be
2: sued by Peter Gallagher. Yeah.
3: Yes, probably. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, if, if he wasn't a furniture lawyer, he could do it himself. He <laughs>
1: could do it himself. Can sue on behalf of the hostile bed. <laughs> I do
2: love... The, this movie is basically, like... A 90 minute movie and the act breaks are so like distinct like yeah. the first act is like ends with Peter getting a message from like his real fiance yeah, yeah. right, and dun, then
3: dun, dun, to commercial yeah and then <laughs> yeah. like
2: immediately as we come back Bill Pullman enters and <laughs> that's a whole new thing and then like again right around the hour mark peter gallagher wakes up and again there's like almost a commercial break yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so there's this part where like they try to convince him that she is his fiancee and uh, the grandpa actually like he's gonna go and the, not the, yeah, grandpa, the, the yeah. godfather the godfather
3: yeah he goes Saul
1: is gonna go Meet and make you an offer <laughs> and, and confess everything to him tell him the whole story but he fucking doesn't do
3: it. No, he convinces him <laughs> that he should look into his fiance's eyes and and say if he doesn't fall in love with her in that moment, then then call it off. You putz. But he calls him a putz for not even going through with it. He's the putz. He's lying to his godson. Well, I
1: think that like when he calls him a putz. It- it's in the general overarching sense. Yeah. Because he is a putz in real life. Like yeah. he's left his family business. It doesn't seem like he's that close to them. And, you know, he only cares about money and he has a terrible, almost fiance. I
2: love his character. Also like just the little glimpses of his apartment. We get, he's just this kind of yuppie douchebag. He has framed photos of himself around yeah. the apartment, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I love.
3: But there's small little hints of things that he's done for people or like saving the squirrels and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah. All these small little hints that he's a good Person, and then as soon as he wakes up, he's like, "I didn't do any of that. Like yeah. that's all lies." Yeah. Well,
2: he confesses that. Yeah, as a we saw like a newspaper clipping of him yeah. as a child saving squirrels, and then later we find out he's like, "I threw a rock at that squirrel, then I saved it."
3: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I would, I would also like he to chase down a mugger, but then he like pretended he had a, a hamstring pull. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's never done anything good in his life.
2: I would like to make the argument that in this movie, Peter Gallagher is a comic genius.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think
2: he's so funny he's in this. So story. funny. Like yeah. that part where like when they first tell him he has amnesia and they bring in Jell-O and he says, do I like Jell-O?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he also starts going through the alphabet. He's A, B, C.
2: Like yeah. yeah to he's, himself. Really he's really funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's well-written, I think, but he's also really, really good. And even yeah. like <laughs> the fact that he's kind of this flighty, superficial guy, but he's convinced that he needs to propose to Sandra yeah. Bullock. And he says something like, "My family loves you. I might as well love you."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Great proposal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also funny because when he wakes up, you're expecting this kind of cutthroat guy, and you get this like, "What? What's going on?" Like the scared kind of child, which is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does eventually like propose to
1: Sandra Bullock. He, he yeah. is like, "Yeah, we might as well get married," and they're going to have like a big old ceremony in the hospital, and yeah. uh, everyone's there with their IVs and. Uh, <laughs> And she's wearing like an awful dress. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's And he the can't worst like dress. he can't put the jacket over his IV. And it seems like and you know And I feel
2: like we haven't even really gone through all of the romantic beats as much as we should no. because there's this burgeoning romance with, between her and bill pullman because he really gets her in a way oh, that Peter yeah. gallagher well it's it's doesn't. a beautiful
3: scene where they kind of like connect because he walks her back to from peter's apartment right. to, it's a beautiful to scene and they slip well, on the it, ice it, and they have they to grope each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I uh, like and by the, the way scene, it's, it's all funny. the
2: rest of the sidewalk there's no ice no yeah. they could have
3: walked around so
1: so yeah. easy. all the rest of chicago is without ice <laughs> Yeah, that's the only like locale. That's only set in this with snow. Yeah, so I, I
2: watched this again last night with my wife again, and she was so bothered by Bill Pullman's jacket. Oh. it's like supposed to be like December in Chicago well he also says like ice and snow
3: she, she's like are you okay he's like yeah I'm really shivering but it's ADR that they put over top of the scene right. his jacket's <laughs> open like, yeah, I like, was like why well, are you shivering just, like, with your jacket yeah, open
2: he's wearing like a windbreaker and <laughs> yeah. then later in the scene he opens it like he got hot walking <laughs> through the streets of Chicago in December
3: <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. Like, yeah, I've
2: never been to Chicago but the only thing I know about it is that it's windy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and presumably in December it's cold and windy
3: yeah 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 to have ice on the ground it might have been yeah yeah,
2: maybe that's a misnomer but the point is it's as cold as here and it gets pretty cold in the oh, yeah. winter huh? so that's stupid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably shot it in like June or something and that's why
3: yeah probably but I, I kind of I mean it's not a beautiful scene but I kind of like that scene no, yeah, like, yeah. You, you really yeah. feel that they they have so much chemistry in that scene they're laughing a lot together sometimes like chemistry is hard in rom-coms like some actors just don't have it you're like this sucks I don't yeah. want to watch this movie <laughs> in this movie they kind of have it and you're rooting for them they do have good chemistry yeah that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. Then what happens?
1: Well, she stops the wedding. Yeah, she finally, like, stops the wedding and, like, confesses. And yeah. grandma has the heart attack well. and dies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's that shoe that was waiting to drop the whole movie. <laughs> no, it's really funny because she goes, she goes uh, like, I'm in love with your son. And they're like, we know. And she's like, no, you're the son. And then she turns to the family and she's like, and I'm in love with you. And then the dad goes with me <laughs> I love Peter I Boyle. Love yeah, it's a really funny, <laughs> really funny line but yeah and then she explains she's in love with all of them like we talked it's, about yeah. it's, it's really lovely and nice and then she runs away while yeah. everyone
2: and then she's oh back. because oh, the, the, the yeah. fiance comes in and she says I object yeah and then there's a man with her he says I object too and she, they say who's that and he says Ashley's husband <laughs> <laughs> so then everyone freaks out that he like proposed to a woman who was already married and yeah, yeah it's a right. whole thing
3: yeah, yeah. That's a, a big to-do. yeah. What a putz.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, that doesn't work out. And then, you know, she's back at her life collecting tokens, Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, with the toque with the on and, you know.
3: A video game character. But it's her,
1: like, last day, I think, too.
3: Yeah, because, is, is it when she's leaving? What's she doing? She's yeah, just, like, giving up on life. Yeah, her co-worker's
1: <laughs> just like, it's your last day. I guess you're giving up on life. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go jump in front of the train. <laughs> I'm going to live under the train tracks again. No, don't
3: save me this time.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> while she's there, like, Bill Pullman and, like, the rest of the family yeah. sort of show up in front of her booth and he's like i got something to say to well, you." He's game. like well you gotta pay a token
3: yeah well because he doesn't put a token in instead he puts a wedding ring in he puts oh, an engagement yeah. ring and which it's is like this-
2: worth way
3: more than a token yeah, yeah that's gonna he- be
1: worth like five
2: tokens <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say when you when you're buying an engagement ring you spend at least five tokens worth <laughs> <laughs> that's three times your token someday i'll be able to afford it <laughs> but It's kind of weird because there is a line earlier where he asks her how long she's known Peter and she says like September and he says three months. That's not very, a very long time before, you know, getting engaged. And he's known her
3: three days. (laughs) It's the span
2: of Christmas to New Year's or so.
3: Yeah. Well, when it's right, it's right. Right? No. (laughs) No. I don't think so. But then they get married on a fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, that's the worst wedding.
2: Oh, the, yeah, their they're they're just married thing goes on a subway train at the
3: end. Yeah, he's like, and he's taking me to Florence. And now this, is that subway train going to the airport? Like, ah, uh, it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a good
2: point. Yeah, they yeah. could have, well,
3: I Florence Station. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they probably didn't want to pay to, you know, <laughs> send a unit to Italy for, <laughs> yeah. while yeah. you were sleeping.
1: Also, I feel bad for Peter Gallagher's character. Yeah, I know he was a putz, but like, all of a sudden, and his family's so happy for his brother and he's like just yeah. lonely like he doesn't even come to the he doesn't even come to like the engagement thing no he has no emotional connection to this
3: well woman. i think he has an emotional reason not to go to the engagement thing it's on the same tracks where he was nearly killed oh you think he has ptsd yeah i don't want to go back to the or scene like, of the crime
2: what if he was just really angry about the fact that she lied to him and made him think he had amnesia like no, that's gotta fuck not. with your head <laughs> yeah yeah What if the sequel is just like he's estranged from his family because he just. He he
1: questions all of his memories. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, none of this means anything.
3: Goes around saving squirrels, just trying to be a better person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well. Do you want to get into the kind of trivia that you guys. Okay, yeah. I've got
2: a a trivia. I've got a little quiz I've prepared for you guys, okay? Again, it's not speed, but, you know, again, the.
3: Oh, speed trivia, Like speed answers?
2: No, it's about speed, like, yeah, from. (laughs) So (laughs) I picked the wrong Sandra Bullock (laughs) movie. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, uh, I'm surprised they let her work for the transit commission <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after no. that bus that
2: incident. Sh-
3: yeah. Well, she also
2: crashed a train. Oh
3: yeah. Two, so. And a boat and a boot.
2: <laughs> so I wondered if you guys knew where this movie originally took place in the original inception of it. in the first version mm-hmm. of the script, where did they, in
3: someone's where did it take place? Memories. New York. You said inception.
2: New York. Yeah. More specific. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the right Yes! Answer.
3: Oh, out of the five boroughs. It I could
1: tell right. because of Joey but That's, uh- <laughs> you know, that's
2: exactly right. Is that the screenwriter said that the director insisted on making it Chicago. That uh, didn't change. I the- guess that's because ev- that's where every rom-com is. But <laughs> he said, like, you know, that whole character of, like, the Italian yeah. tough guy kind of guy was... Totally like a Brooklyn kind of yeah. stock character. Yeah, it Doesn't even sure. really make sense anymore. But yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he was sort of the hero of the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end, of, at the end, he's like you know he gets that Sandra Bullock doesn't want to date him, and he becomes like a you know emotional support for her. He yeah. Gives her a nice hug. They become friends.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. That's nice.
2: That's true. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Who did they think of for the Bill Pullman part when they were writing it? What actor did they have in mind?
3: <laughs> Bill Paxton. <laughs> i was telling rob earlier that like bill paxton bill pullman were like the same person in my mind for the longest time yeah. for, for a lot of people I think a lot of people that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. did you think that like they cast this movie because of a typo
3: <laughs> No, they cast a lot of movies because of a that of movie is incorrect oh. i'll give you a clue this actor russell crowe i'll give you a clue okay
2: this actor's brother is in another classic christmas movie uh, A classic Christmas movie that stars Chevy Chase, Mandy Quaid.
1: <laughs> well, who's his brother? Oh. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis <laughs> you Quaid. really had to feed. I her can't remember that. which one's the crazy one. <laughs> 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 star hunters
2: <laughs> apparently Demi Moore was in talks for this movie at one point right, Julia right. Roberts passed on it
3: didn't they also have it was written for Demi Moore weren't they gonna get Matthew yeah. McConaughey for Bill Pullman as well yeah they were
2: yeah that was uh, and was they didn't like to... his
3: Texan accent right. or <laughs> the fact that he would never wear a shirt it's cold he kept saying alright alright it would yeah.
2: have been slightly Everyone. worse than the like windbreaker Bill the Pullman open
3: jacket it's like you have no shirt on sir <laughs>
2: uh, and
3: no pants to rip you're just completely naked in this movie
2: well also apparently it wasn't written at Christmas us originally, that was something the studio insisted on because because yeah. it'd be easier to market. So maybe originally he could have not had a shirt on. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, also, All Patrick right. Swayze at one point was in talks for it, so it could have been like a ghost reunion. Yeah, if oh. those two lined up, but yeah, it yeah. didn't happen.
3: Okay, the, I have a bit of trivia. Okay, for you guys, the, they try to make this movie a lot less creepy. I'm not gonna ask question, that. Was one of my talk. questions. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. yeah, go for it then.
2: Well. Because I have a bit of background for this question. Well, I'll give it, I'll post it to Rob because you probably know this too, but they pitched it to Meg Ryan also. Okay. So what did Meg Ryan's people suggest as a change? Um, um, Maybe they could get mail.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: she always needs to receive mail oh
1: wait 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 maybe a live lion (laughs) that's part of the cast (laughs) oh Oh, that was uh that was what's her face oh shit i got them mixed
2: up uh you know what's her name (laughs) tippy hedron's daughter what's her name but but this is that was melanie griffith
3: ah shoot (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, no, okay, they pitched to Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan said no, and her people said, maybe what you should do to make it less creepy is... Blaine knows. Blaine, what do they suggest?
3: Well, at the original inception of the, of the script was that it was a Sleeping Beauty-type thing, and that the the Sandra Bolt character was was the one in the coma. The guy saved her, and he was the one. That, and everyone thought it was too predatory.
1: Wait, so the dude was pretending to be... A comatose woman's fiance. Yeah. yeah, that is
3: fucked, and then <laughs> that is <right>. completely fucked. <laughs> that is wrong. That is so many wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then they were like, "Hey, he just changed his sexes, and yeah, it worked."
2: Yeah. Well, they basically said like. The first thing they said was, Well, Meg Ryan doesn't wouldn't want to be in a movie where she's in a coma for two thirds of it. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, it, it does make your character seem like a sexual predator. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they flipped the the uh yeah. genders.
3: Yeah. They also do some like like you said, with the grandma and even with Sandra Bullock's character, it, it doesn't feel predatory predatory at all but it definitely is it doesn't feel that way because <laughs> of the music perfectly predatory
2: also I think <laughs> I think uh, she's really charming in it yeah, yeah. she does a good job uh, she's
1: like a great comedian
2: yeah. yeah she's really funny in it I, mean, I sort
1: of forget that because she hasn't done like a lot of like I feel like the movies that she does now are sort of geared towards different demographic than yeah, us, for sure. And but so I don't know, but she has like a good like comedic like yeah, presence. she is yeah, comedy I, chops for sort of sure. Forgot
3: about yeah. I know she can drive a bus. And all about Steve, she like really, really <laughs> comes out in that movie. What's all about Steve? It's the movie where she because she won the Oscar and the Razzie for best and worst performance for in, the, in the same year. Yeah, yeah. What's all about Steve? It's like a comedy. With uh, Chris, P- not Chris Pine. One is of the Chris's. Steve Zahn,
2: isn't it? I don't think Am I so. wrong? No, it's,
3: I think it's one of the Chris's, like okay. Chris Evans or something. Oh, okay. Or no, this is
2: Bro, oh, maybe Ryan Reynolds.
3: That's the proposal. Shit.
2: Okay, uh, I'm gonna look it up because yeah. yeah, isn't it? Someone's mistakes someone for. I don't want to say it convinced that a cameraman is her true love an eccentric crossword puzzler <laughs> trails him as he travels all over the country hoping to convince him that they belong together so that's kind of similar
3: yeah creepy was it Steve Zahn?
2: it is Bradley Cooper
3: oh Uh-oh. yeah damn it um okay
2: all I one, guys look the same I have one last question for you guys what other Christmas movie is the grandmother in the actress who plays the grandmother here one of my favorite Christmas
3: movies uh, I know she's a in- wonderful life <laughs> I know she was in Bewitched, but I can't No I don't know a Christmas movie. She is the Die Hard. Well, if it's Die Hard, I'm gonna jump. Yeah, she played
2: John McClain. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> I knew she looked familiar. She's a great
2: actor. It's Glennis Johns. She uh-huh. was the horrible grandmother in the ref. Oh, oh that's one of your favorite that's Christmas movies. one of my movies. favorite Christmas movies. And she's the mom in Mary Poppins. That's gotta be hard for you lately. Ow.
3: Yeah, the ref being. A, well,
2: I haven't watched it since uh, the Kevin Spacey. News. Uh, I'm
3: sorry, man. Yeah,
2: I'm hoping they'll release. What did Dennis
3: Leary do? I'm hoping they'll,
2: release a-, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they'll re- release a cut where Christopher Plummer <laughs> dubs in all of Kevin Spacey's <laughs> <be> lines. <laughs> yeah, so that's my trivia for this movie. Nice. I think. Yeah, I think switching the genders around so it wasn't like
3: definitely helps. Yeah.
2: Oh, and yeah, the original title was Coma Girl. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Coma Girl. Uh, that's well, that's kind of like the Douglas Copeland book, "Girlfriend in a Coma." Yeah, yeah. but that's a song, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It was the Smiths, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah Morrissey's an asshole too. Uh,
2: that's right. Uh, the, the other thing I was reading is that, the, like, the guys that wrote this movie, this was kind of like their big break. Oh, like, great! Like they had sold a few scripts, but uh, and how are they doing now? They got the made. This was their only credit. What? They never. I read an interview with one of them, and he said he's not writing anymore. But the, he said also that they were kind of like living in different parts of the country both doing like shitty jobs so like he said they literally be having story meetings over the phone while like one of them was working as a waiter in a diner
3: (laughs) just while you were working
2: yeah just like hammering out story beats while you know delivering blts to people and stuff
3: so anyways, it's, it's, kind of nice, yeah. it's kind of a nice something.
2: Kind of a nice story. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and they got, actually got made from yeah. doing that. Yeah, and there was a bidding war for it, so they actually like oh, sold it for sweet. like six figures or something. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So
1: Did you guys know that there's a South Korean TV series while you were sleeping? Yes. I don't
2: think it's the same thing though, is it?
1: Mm, well, it does involve somebody being in a coma oh. and a love triangle but it does end in planning his revenge. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, Sandra Bullock doesn't exactly get, like, a samurai sword out or anything. Do
2: they have have samurai swords in Korea? Well, they have some sort of
3: swords. (laughs) (laughs) They would adapt it, (laughs) obviously, for America. They have some sort of swords. Yeah, cocktail swords. They're... they're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <a> good cocktail <laughs> that's great uh what do you guys think about the acting like there's like peter Boyle, which is really who's really good in this we've talked about Sandra bullock doing the good i think they're all great i really like the mom too yeah 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 she does pretty i don't remember her from
2: anything else no yeah i think she was only in this movie and then she retired no i don't know <laughs> uh, but the daughter in this movie she was an undeclared if you ever yeah. watched that show, oh, yeah. She yeah. like that
3: she's good. been in a couple of things. Yeah, it's like Sandra Bullock played her mom in one thing at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So she she's been around. It's not her bad. <laughs>
1: That's not really bad. How do you guys feel like this works as a Christmas movie? Because it wasn't originally a Christmas movie, and they sort of shoo in the Christmas in there, but like, it does sort of like play a part, like that he's in a coma on Christmas Eve, that she gets invited to Christmas dinner. That's like a big part of it, but does it feel
3: like a Christmas movie to you? I I think it really helps the plot that it's Christmas and she doesn't have anybody. It makes us feel way worse for her and way better that she has this family that she invites herself into. Yeah. But as a Christmas movie, I mean, I guess Waking Up was the christmas miracle i don't know like there wasn't it wasn't so much like christmas saved us all or like the magic of christmas it was it was mainly it was a rom-com it no was but like i but,
2: love but i like the like yeah the the emotional beats that you know having a set of christmas provides like having her alone on christmas and having to work like having the family you know inviting her to christmas there because it does like that solves the problem of like why would her family yeah or why would his family invite her into their exactly. home like if yeah. it was christmas they probably would do that yeah like I think it I don't know if it's necessarily a Christmas movie in the way that like Christmas like the spirit plays a big of it. part yeah but it just it's a good setting like the reason like we've talked about why Shane Black always sets his movies at Christmas because he right. feels like emotions are so heightened and, yeah. and and focused at that time of year that it's a good it's a good setting just for characters to be reacting to Yeah, you feel lost things.
3: more, and you feel gained more, and you, yeah. Yeah, you everything kind of gets amplified. Yeah.
2: And so, yeah, definitely having your loneliness at the beginning. And I also like having Christmas happen right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, you know, we follow through to New Year's and after, and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, good. it's pretty good. It's, you see why you watch this movie, like, at the beginning of the Christmas <laughs> season? You don't want to watch this on Christmas Eve.
3: Yeah, you could also watch it, like, between New Year's and Christmas. You could. Yeah, that also might be a sweet spot. You could for watch this movie. it on Christmas Day. And how did it hold up as as like a rom com for you guys? Because uh, you know rom coms are ch- kind of changing lately and going really, you know, sometimes indie or like sometimes bigger. Like, what what do you feel about this movie as a rom com? Well, it seems for me, it seems like
1: less formulaic than some of the other ones. Yeah, like
3: that's um, what I'd say too. Yeah.
1: I think it sort of, like, keeps you on your toes. Because, like, it doesn't actually introduce, like, the actual love interest until, like, halfway
3: through the movie. (laughs) Right, yeah. You sort of forget
1: that Bill Pullman's going to show up at some point.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I remember him showing up, like, with the family. That's what I remembered. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see him come in at the act break, at the first commercial break. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like you said, they also do have, like, really good chemistry. I think Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman, they, like, do manage to, like, work well together.
2: He's, like, ten years older than her. Yeah. Or something, too.
3: Yeah, was Bill P- like Bill Pullman? I remember being in *A Sleepless in Seattle* as like the Baxter, the guy that gets cast Yay. aside. Yeah. But was he like the ro- like romantic <laughs> this lead? Is like the apology movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do it, Bill. But was he in any other like rom coms that we can think of? Because I can't think baseball. Baseball. Of- <laughs> my favorite rom com. Yeah, because I feel like this might have been his only one. But he was pretty good. Um, yeah, he's a
2: Mister Wrong with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh was, yeah, I don't know if that was a rom com. I I Any saw that when I was a kid, But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine their chemistry was amazing,
3: <laughs> was it stellar. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's called acting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but Sandra Bullock is obviously like her and and Meg Ryan are kind of the the queens of the rom com. Well,
1: she's made like an industry out of her yeah. like rom com appearances. Sandra Bullock, like she's like more of a producer now than like a, a star, even though yeah, she stars sure. in all of her movies. Mm-hmm. And, I,
2: and I would say I think part of what speaks to the the fact that it's less of a traditional rom com and what I was saying earlier about like you know her being part of this family is the beginning of the movie. It's more that like her dad died and she's just generally lonely. It's not like so many terrible rom coms where it's like there's a woman who's like I need a man yeah. to fulfill my life. It's just more like she just she needs something because she's also like we find out that they moved to Chicago. Because her dad was sick. Yeah. So she doesn't even really know anyone there. Like, yeah. she only really knows, like, her landlord and his shitty son.
1: But it is kind of sad that, like, she has this, like, weird crush obsession with a dude. And that happens to be the dude that she gets embroiled in this thing with. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a bit weird.
2: Why? Well, I... But it's not, It's not like, obsession. It's just, like, when she sees him at her work, she, like...
1: But she, like, describes it. it as, like... She describes it as, like, kind of, like, an obsession or something like that. Or she has, like, this huge crush on him or, like, she's yeah. the he's the only light in her day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, she definitely does describe it like that. And so, like, then he becomes, like, yeah, and then it becomes, like, this, like, weird, like, this is what I want is to be with a man, particularly this man. I, yeah. I
2: don't I think the movie would be that and be a problem if it was, like, she pretended she was his fiance on purpose at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But... The fact that she just happened to save him—I
3: don't know. She just
1: doesn't uh, doesn't correct anybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, what did you it's think not about, that hard. What do you guys think about the voiceover? I hated it. I hated yeah, the voiceover at the beginning like and the end. Oh, it yeah, doesn't it come in bad. any other place. I was like, you could well, lose also, that. Also, was she
1: talking to? I thought it was going to like reveal that she was talking to like her kids or like yeah. At the know. end, this is how I met your dad, kind of thing. Yeah, or something like that. About your mother, <laughs> but she's just like talking to presumably herself.
2: Have you never heard a movie with narration? It doesn't have to be to somebody. (laughs) No, but it sounds like. Who is Blade Runner talking to? I don't know. Oh. It didn't end with like him on a couch with his kids.
1: <laughs> no, Blade but I mean like, and that's couch. how I
2: met your robot mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this it sounds like she's talking to somebody. She's like, yeah, well, you know, I was in, I was living in Chicago because you know, z- z- yeah, z- I, I kind of like, you know, it was kinda, I didn't, my dad had just died two years earlier. It's more like she's talking on no. the phone
3: with somebody. No, it's very like coll- colloquial, I, and I liked that about the voiceover to begin with. And then at the end, I was like, I hated that voiceover.
2: Also, I did just realize that with the new Blade Runner, they totally could have it be that his new was talking to his kid
3: <laughs> oh yeah sure. wait spoiler <laughs> oh yeah if you haven't seen Damn. Blade Runner he had a kid yeah. yeah I guess
1: that's what happens to Harrison Ford characters and sequels <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's go around uh, do you guys think it was rewatchable Rob yeah I did think it was rewatchable it was actually an enjoyable experience to
1: rewatch this movie yeah I watched it with my sweetheart we had oh. a nice time oh. uh-huh. Uh-huh. was she awake <laughs> uh yes she was <laughs> this wasn't a bill cosby thing <laughs> oh,
3: <no. laughs> she could have just fallen asleep watching the movie that's what i meant
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, <That's... laughs> usually when i ask somebody if they want to watch one of the movies with me they have a really strong reaction
2: <laughs> oh man so. um what about you jam yeah, I really like this movie and definitely won't be the last time i watch it. It's a, it's a classic. You know, I feel like it's, it's so... There's so many funny lines and f- amusing characters and, and... I feel like it's the kind of thing, like, if this kind of movie had come out in, like, the 40s or something, mm-hmm. it would be like a, you know, a romantic comedy classic. Yeah. It was like Cary Grant instead of Peter Gallagher or something. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: You know. So, I don't know any other old actors. I, I
2: think it's kind of underrated, culturally. You never really yeah. hear about this. Well, movie.
3: and and I think like some of the stuff is is kind of hidden. Like the the dialogue is really like a clever dialogue for the most part, but the actors say it so naturally that it's kind of hidden behind that. Yeah. It's like yeah. a joke every every line almost. Yeah,
2: all the like crosstalk between the family is all yeah. really great. Yeah, yeah. No, I I really like this movie it's got some like silly elements to it that are Mm -hmm. I think a product of like the time like some of the music is dumb and the voiceover and the flashbacks I agree with you Mm -hmm. but I think all the other elements are enough for me to to recommend it (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah and I, I kind of understand I, like not not like entirely understand why she did what she did in this movie the character but I kind of understand getting caught in a lie and just yeah. having to fucking double down that sort of <laughs> feels <laughs> too realistic yeah exactly they
2: should make a sequel where Sandra Bullock claims to have like been in 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah like, uh, what's yeah. his face it's, that's in a different league man <laughs> <laughs> but so we're, we're all in agreement this is a rewatchable yeah, yeah. rewatchable movie great yeah uh, a nice way to kick off the Christmas season yeah exactly well thank you for listening to us this week on Rewatchability and uh, thank you to our sponsor HelloFresh and to those of you who give on Patreon thank you so much and if you can't give on Patreon don't want to you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate us on there you can tell a friend or two about us you can talk to us just
1: retweet us
3: that helps (laughs) yeah you can do that you can share what we we do on Facebook and you can join in the conversations on both those platforms and I gotta
1: take a nap (laughs) Don't, like, claim to be my fiancé or anything.
3: <laughs> That's the only way we meet people.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.